Holy moly, it's another episode of At The Bar Podcast. Once again, I am one of your hosts, Mike, and joining me on the other screen, the one, the only, the man, the myth, the legend. He goes by Hollywood, but he's Jeff. That's me. Occasionally, Hollywood. Occasionally. Whenever it deems necessary. You're being pretty <laughs> Hollywood right now. I, the way I'm sitting is very Hollywood. Yeah. And then joining us today, Chris is absent. He's not making this episode. But being a straight OG and filling in his first debut on At The Bar Podcast, and hopefully one of one of many, he blogs, he does Backpack Social on the internet. It's RJ. Wah, 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 wah. wah, 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 wah. No, I, just, I feel like I need that. Damn, that was a good intro. That's way better than Hollywood. <laughs> hey, guys, yeah, it's, uh, it's RJ on the radio. Yeah. Uh, but thanks for having me, guys. It's really awesome to uh, come hang out and uh, talk shop with you guys. Hell yeah. Oh, well, thanks for uh, filling in on such last minute. <laughs> hey, well, yeah. It's like I get a text. Hey, you want a podcast? I'm only just sitting around watching Netflix. I can do this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, what's RJ doing? I'm oh, no, probably sitting around in his underwear. Yeah, he can jump on. I put some pants on for you guys. I, I don't want to be disrespectful. <laughs> we do appreciate it. We do you, appreciate it. You can definitely tell when you're talking to someone and they're in their underwear. Like, they're, if you're on the phone with them, you can just feel it. Like, you're not fully clothed right now. And you're like, I am not. Yeah, my dick's out. <laughs> so we're going to go around the table, guys. We're going to go back to the old format of debauchery. So we're drinking. So let's start with RJ. RJ, what are you, uh, what are you drinking there, buddy? Today I am drinking a little uh, Aloha Series Cocoa Brown from, mm. uh, from Kona Brewing, and it's uh, pretty good. I'm not, uh, I'm not against it at all. It's pretty tasty. I just saw it randomly the other day, and I grabbed it. That's a great That's so a great Yeah, mm-hmm. great I like it a lot. Oh, hey, who doesn't like two fat Hawaiian guys telling you to drink beer? I mean, it sold it for me. So. Motto, motto. Great commercials. They really do. They're, yeah. they're good at branding. Branding really does drive my desire to try different beers. I love a good branding of a beer. Oh, yeah. They kill it on their commercials for sure. Mm-hmm. Jeff, what are you drinking? I am drinking. I actually went uh, to Craft Beer City, my spot that I've uh, mentioned on the show a, a few times the other week, and I went in to buy one beer and ended up spending about eighty dollars in beer, um, which is just uh, normal for me. But um, <laughs> they had uh, they actually oh, they they released Pineapple Beach that day, so I got the Funky Buddha Pineapple Beach six pack. Have you had that? I have. Yeah, I have three okay. of them still oh, in the fridge. Okay, okay. We'll go, well, I want to go into that later. <laughs> okay. And then, uh, but I am currently drinking a Southern Tier Creme Brulee, uh, very fresh, just just released pretty uh, recently. And um, man, if it is not, I haven't had one in a couple of years. If it's not one of the sweetest, most delicious beers I've had in a long time, I don't know, man. But it's it's super heavy. It's tough to put down a whole glass of it. But fuck, it's so good. I dig it. So I'm going to continue on with the dark. Your Porter Brown Ale style. I am drinking a Breckenridge NVP, their Nitro Vanilla Porter in a oh, can. That's so good. So I ha- I've never had it in a can, as as the, the, the two fellas can see here. That head is thick. Mm-hmm. I like I like some so. Breckenridge, man. They uh, I went to a, a a tasting with them. They had like a cookies with the beer tasting thing, and some of their stuff. I had a was it called Holidays or whatever? Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah, they blew me stuff. Away. They, they really do. Yeah. I've done I've done some bizarre 
food and beer tastings before, and they're pretty fucking awesome sometimes. I did a cheese and beer tasting with Uinta Brewing out of uh, Salt Lake City, Utah. Yeah. Um, and we did, uh, uh, I, I, you know, none of them really, you remember the ones that stand out specifically that are just like the most obscure. And the craziest one is they have a, a barley wine called Sea Legs. I think it's like 14% alcohol. And they paired it with the funkiest blue cheese that you could, like it smelled like <laughs> straight feet and like from under cheese butter. And it was like funky as hell. But with this, with this crazy, crazy um, barley wine, it, it was like a perfect pair. It was insane. So like I've had some really weird pairings sometimes. They're really cool, but it's always a cool, uh, a little cool thing to do is pair some stuff. I would have loved to do it with Breckenridge beers. Their beers are amazing. You went to not their, their hop notch IPA is pretty good for you know mass dis- distro beer. You know if someone wanted to do something different, you went to badass. They're they're awesome, um, especially because Utah has some real funky in state uh, distribution laws where anything brewed in state and sold in state in a bar has to be under four percent alcohol. So any so the beers that we get aren't even sold in bars in Utah because they're all over 4%. Or if you notice, like um, Baba, the black lager, I believe is is 4%. So like some of their distro beers are really low ABV because of Utah's funky laws. Kind of like Georgia or Texas too. Texas has weird, they have all breweries in Texas have to self-distribute or some crazy shit like that. Yeah, it's crazy. And it makes you wonder how Shiner so big, you know? Yeah. So, I'm a little tired. I'm a little. T- I'm a little burnt. Yeah, little you can tired. see it. Wow, you're really red. Kinda. It's embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're shining, man. Stop, stop oh. embarrassing me. So anyway, so we yesterday was one of my favorite beer events uh, all year. One I've been going to now for three years. Uh, it was the Deland Craft Beer Fest, or during the Volusia County Beer Week, capped off with this event. Ninety breweries. Well over 400 different beers. Oh, I think we drank a good three 300 of those. It was, uh, yeah. So RJ joined me uh, and a couple other people. Adam, what's up? Preston, what's up? Will, what's up? Everybody, what's up? So I definitely want to go into like kind of how our experiences, uh, RJ, was uh, yesterday in terms of kind of what we saw, uh, what we had, things that are, you know, happening within, you know, the local community in, in Orlando and possibly the state. Um, I know Funky Buddha didn't show up. Test, test. Mm-mm, no Funky Buddha. Miami was represented, but no Funky Buddha. Uh, Miami Beer Company was there, Jeff. And you know, uh, they're our favorites. Miami Beer Miami, Company. My, Miami Brewing. Uh, they were there. I did not have any of their beers for uh, obvious reasons. Um, but yeah, it was, <laughs> it was killer. They moved the event uh, right outside the courthouse. Lots of space. A lot of sun. You know, it was a great turnout for both in terms of breweries and also uh, people drinking. So, and I just want to point out they did have $3 PB&Js cash only. (laughs) (laughs) Really? I was so, the food scene, there was like, there was guys selling coffee there. Because, yeah, when I go to a beer fest, all I want is a little more caffeine. I just need a little bit of a kick. Let me get that espresso real quick. Let me get that double shot because this beer is really killing me. Yeah, that's like the new thing, man. Everybody's like got cold brew coffee on tap and shit. And I'm like, man, that's a beer line. (laughs) Like, put some beer on there. 
there's yeah. there's three things that really like tickle my my feather is is the three dollar cash only PB and J tent. They had the entire tent, and that's all they had was PB and J. Fucking. I swear to God, they didn't sell one. White Wonder Bread, like white people shit, right? <laughs> and then, dude, they no, they sold. The they probably table. sold a hundred of them. They probably they probably made money. Okay. They probably oh yeah. Then they had the tent that RJ talked about the coffee, and like we walked by, and he was like, "Why the fuck would I get coffee at a beer fest?" <laughs> <laughs> I may have, but that may have been closer to the end of the beer fest. I was, that was like, closer more, to the end. Yeah, that was closer to the end. Yeah, I was much more presentable before. But a real kicker to me was they had a drive safe tent at a beer fest. Oh yeah, and they're they're a new charity trying to promote like safety in the workplace for like sexual harassment for like servers and shit and. This whole culture I wasn't even aware of, like some angel drink is like code for like this dude's being creepy or whatever. <laughs> but they're handing out cars saying, you know, drive safe ordeal. And it's like, yo, like, are you not, do you not know where you're at? Wait, 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 wait. What's this code for if somebody's being creepy? I so, think my girlfriend's ordered that. So basically at bar. Yeah, serving you. <laughs> so, ba- <laughs> so basically when you go to a bar. And you're a chick and you're on like a date and you feel uncomfortable, you can order the angel. And depending on how you order it, either neat, on the rocks, depending, will depend on how they will assist you. Like one way would be they'll, they'll get you an Uber. Another one, the bartender will come to your desk and air desk, your table and walk you out of the restaurant. And the third one's like they'll call the police on you, like straight up, like straight up Popo will get rolled up in there because they think you're like being trafficked or something, you know? That's fucking nuts. I never knew that. That I I had never heard of that before. I have heard of of you know passing off a note or something to the bartender, and then if you're not on a safe date, and I you know I'm all for that. But this whole this is getting a little out of hand, you know. Yeah, but I mean, think about it with all the people meeting on using social media. You got your tenders, your grinders, your your blenders, whatever you call them. Like if you're meeting people <laughs> randomly, Tinder, grinder, and blender are the, are the three I use. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> whoa, Jeff, whoa. <laughs> He Blender. literally has three fingers, three fingers in that basket. Hey, I, you want to smell them? Oh, why would you say that? <laughs> I have to take it. Too you have to, but no, it's I, yeah, the girl was telling us about that, and then she's like, "For five dollars, we'll give you, you could win like fifty beers." I was like, "Or I could just now I know how to use the angel reference, and I'll just order angel drinks, and I'll be safe." Like I don't know how you're going to help me be safer. Don't get me wrong; I want people to be safe. I want people who are single. To have a responsible time, but if it's not like any straight guy is like already sitting there, like, oh, you ordered an angel drink, you don't like me? No, they're dumb. They don't know what's going on. They're just trying to hump, and you're going to get away with it. You're fine. Oh yeah, there's a lot of creeps out there too. So I absolutely think the code is fine. The issue is that I bartend right now. Like that's part. That's part of my job, and I had no idea this code existed. So if somebody <laughs> came to my, so if somebody came to my bar, it was like. Hey man, give me one of those angel drinks on the rocks, and that's like the one where like this guy's a rapist, and you need to get the cops here. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'd, I'd be like, I'd be like, I don't know what the fucking angel drink is. What you want me to look that up on Google? I don't know what's in that. We don't serve that shit here. <laughs> I can see that right now. Somebody rolls up. Hey, hey, Hollywood, Hollywood. They order angel on the rocks, dog. I don't even know what that is. Like, nah, we don't. I don't we don't know sell what that, that shit. Is yeah. I guess I, I should probably look up this reference, and so I know it next time somebody uh, needs me. Well, we just did it. If they do something angel, just go tackle the dude at the desk. Just, you'll be fine. Wait, I thought you said Amaretto. <laughs> yeah, she goes, can I get an angel drink? And I just look at the guy instantly and go, get the fuck out. 
<laughs> like yeah, stone stone face. She's like, hey, yeah, can I get an angel drink? Get the fuck out. <laughs> so yeah, so um there's a lot of local local breweries to 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 move the, the land along because there's there's just so much to cover. Um Red Cypress made an appearance, they debuted their never nude blueberry wheat. Mm. Uh, with a uh, who's uh, RJ? Who did the uh, influence for that beer? The dude with the Mo- Ron Swanson or something? Dude, I have no clue. By the time we got that one, I was yeah. pretty much out of it. But uh, Ron I think it was Ron Swanson because doesn't he have yeah. a reference about that? Yeah, yeah. He they have his uh, glasses and his like mustache on the can. So I dig it. Good job, Ryan. Purple. It was very purple or violet, I should say. Yeah, how how was the the flavor? Did it come through? Because it looks like a cool ass beer. Yeah, they hit it spot on. It was refreshing. It was, it was very blueberry, but not overwhelming. But um, it was it was good. They did a good job. So kudos to uh to Red Cypress. Um, but we was, was also was the wasn't that a blueberry wheat ale? Wasn't that what that was? Yeah, it was a a blueberry American wheat. So they were right next to Bowiegans, which I was like, oh, my God, this festival was made for me because two of my favorite breweries are literally freaking neighbors. And they had a Berliner with, oh, shit. Um, what was it? Uh, it was uh, Kiwi. 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 They had a Berliner Whites with Kiwi, and it was fucking awesome, dude. Kill it. It was like 3.7%, like light, refreshing, like flavorful. They slayed it, dude. Like they were, they, oh, dude great when you're doing when you're doing the festivals you got to have that light sour that berliner that's something else you know that just is fucking super light and sweet and easy to put down like yeah man every festival i go to i i like get stouted out instantly and all i want is the guy who's selling me the fucking pale lager you know like yeah it's just it's just perfect they had that they had their seven layer and then they had their bonine um and then uh, Bayboro, got to give a shout out to Bayboro and Preston. Uh, they were there. Preston brought his, brought three beers. Uh, one was his award winning. Oh shit. I don't know. It's the one that won silver, but, uh, he did, he, he brewed a chocolate peanut butter, uh, beer. It tapped about halfway through the festival. His slim. So really? Yeah, dude, it, it sold fast and halfway through he, they, it blew. So that's awesome for them. They they killed it. Um, Baybro, I'm excited for. They're opening soon, hopefully at the end of the year. Um, Mosquito County, our, our buddies at Mosquito County were there. They oh had God. a. They had, <laughs> Please tell our, me they're closer to opening. They need to open a, a brick and mortar uh, like soon. If we all they're, come they're, on the lotto, they can. Yeah, yeah, I would invest. So they had a they had a triple IPA, Jeff. That I didn't have, but I was scared of shit to have. But I, I heard good it. things. It was very good. They had a, a session red IPA or, or a session red or something like that. But they had a whale beer, Jeff. Uh oh. Oh yeah. Whiskey whiskey wheat. Was it that one? It was fifteen yeah. percent <laughs> alcohol. Yeah. And that's not they had a fifteen percenter that was not their triple IPA. Yeah. Yeah. Their triple IPA was only I think nine percent. Yeah, yeah, they, they came. They came hard. <laughs> I had their yeah, those, milk quarter. It was good. Mosquitoes got it going on, man. They're good. I had that. Uh, that I had that at that barrel aged, like right off the bat. And it was so thick. It was like caramel. It was like molasses in the cup. It was. It was awesome. Yeah, it was. It was syrupy. Oh hell yeah. Um, Broken Cauldron was there. 
we had we kicked me and RJ kicked off the event with uh, their twelve percent Russian Imperial Stout. The heart, or the harder they fall, or no, no, that's no, that's fucking this name. So I'm not, I can't remember what it was. Yeah, you Dude. should take photos or something. You'd be easy to remember that stuff. Oh God, that's why you got to use Untapped. Russian Imperial Stout was, uh, or it's like one of my favorite styles. I love that I'm lecturing you on using Untapped when you're the one who literally told me how to use it and made me use it. <laughs> well, I'm I, like, you I should went, use Untapped. <laughs> I have an Untapped philosophy of if it's less than a beer shot, I don't check it in. So they were. Oh, doing, see, were, I don't like that. You gotta. No, dude, that's bullshit. If you try it, if you try it, you can check it in. If you tasted it, you should check it in. No, I'll be right back. You can, anyone can, but on my personal account, like I don't do that shit because I think that's weak as fuck. They had a Demon of the Fall was the name of that beer. Demon of the Fall, that's what it was. Yes, Demon of the Fall. And so, and I know that people are going to start yelling at your podcast because of our first reference to Never Nude. So, our first correction of the day: Never Nude was actually a reference to Tobias from Arrested Development, not Ron Swanson from Parks and Rec. So, uh, that is your helpful uh, footnotes for the At the Bard podcast for today. See, see. Oh my God, we have a we have a fact checker now. This is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> we are already fucked up, Jeff. <laughs> Well, I was going. I didn't fuck up. I didn't fuck up. You fucked up. That's why I get to talk too much. Oh, uh, it's awesome. <clears throat> but one thing I thought was cool that I've never seen, Jeff, and you might you might appreciate this. They had a, they had a liquor tent. Yeah. Really. <laughs> craft yeah. distillery. A craft distillery called yep. Copper Bottom, and they had a silver rum and vodka there. And they were serving. And were they? Were they sampling it, or was it good you get a mixed drink? Samples. They were just like one-ounce, like, quick shots uh, samples. And they that's kind of sick, though. Hot. It was hot. Yeah. Like, temperature hot. Hot. Oh, uh, well, that's weird. I, I mean, they should have probably put it in a cooler, at least. Yeah. Well, think about it. If you can drink a, a vodka, or you can drink, like, a, a rum, and you can drink it warm, and it doesn't burn you, it doesn't taste bad, then when you chill it, it's going to be better. And when they were serving it warm, it went down smooth. I mean, you yeah. you could put a lighter next to your mouth after, and it would go poorly, but it was good. Yeah, they used sugar cane for their. I don't know, but they, I know they used uh, sugar cane. The guy said, yeah. Um, but dude, it was a great turnout. I mean, uh, Sanford Brewing was there. Sanford showed up. Uh, the, the city, the breweries around there showed up. Uh, such twenty. I mean. All the breweries essentially in Central Florida were there. Um, not, not a whole lot from Tampa. Cigar City was there, of course, doing their um, their lock or their high lie. Uh, I didn't get any of those because I could get them anywhere. Um, Oceans. There's a, one thing that I noticed, uh, RJ. They had a ton of belt. Like, yeah. Like, there was a lot of Belgian and a lot of like stout and porters. Those are the three big ones. But like every almost every other tent had like a Belgian dark ale. So I was enjoying the trip immensely because I'm a waffle, I'm waffle, waffle over crazy. Yeah, they had, they, uh, Jeff, they had like, like Belgian, like variations of Belgian style. So it's like a Belgian lager. They use Belgian yeast or like a Belgian red ale. And so that the yeast they use to these, they, the yeast they use for these Americanized uh, styles, they just put Belgian yeast in it. So you still get like, that breadiness, that, that Belgian flavor, but in, a Belgian IPA or a Belgian red ale or, you know, and you know, shit like that. So it was, there's a ton, a ton of Belgian off, you know, beers like that. It's interesting. Yeah. I almost, I wonder like, does that necessarily make it a Belgian style beer or not? You know, like using one ingredient that's, you know, now all of a sudden it's a Belgian lager. 
Like, I don't know that if that makes sense, because, but you know what? Maybe it, yeah. I mean, but that's, it's cool. I mean, with them using the yeast, I think you can classify it as a Belgian. Whatever. Yeah. Um, Deviant Wolf Brewing was the one that I had. I thought that was the best one. They had one called George. And I was like, I'm a, like I said, I'm a sucker for branding. And the name is so why do you call that? He goes, because you're going to want to love it and squeeze it and pet it and name it George. And I'm like, that is hilarious. That's such a great reference to a great book. And it's like, how many people are going to get that, you know? Right. Yeah. So Deviant Parent- Wolf was there at our homebrew fest. <clears throat> yeah. Um, yeah, they were. Yeah, a lot of a lot a lot of breweries that are planning on opening within the year were there. I would say about a good four or five. That but I Deviant Wolf were. hasn't opened yet, right? Nope. They're, I mean, they're they're looking to open. From what I heard, they found a location and just getting the doors open. Um, them Mosquito County is that's, that's, that's Matt Rolf. Is it Matt? I think, so. I think his name's Matt Rolf. Matt, yeah. Well, either way, fantastic. Way. At the Homebrew Festival, they had a great, great sour that they made, and it was. Yeah. Uh, they have fantastic beers, and um, very cool. Yep. I I hope that they uh, open up soon. Yeah, and then uh, I got to give a shout out to Ellipsis. They had two beers, or I'm sorry, three beers, but I only had the, the two of the beers. Um, they had a uh, a double New England uh, style IPA, which who the fuck doesn't have one? They had their Fluffernutter beer. And, but then the, the star of the show with them was their porter, which had walnuts and Madagascar vanilla beans, and that yeah. shit was so fucking good, dude. So good. But they're they're opening in the next couple months. Bombardment is another brewery opening up on the east side of Orlando. He said around East Colonial Summeron, uh, Deviant Wolf, um, Mosquito County, and there's another one I'm forgetting that's you know opening. So there's there's, there's at least a good five that are opening. Um, that I'm aware of opening with hopefully within the year toll road who wasn't there, but they're, they're opening in Okoe downtown Okoe, but it was a great turnout. I mean, beers were great. Abita had a bunch of beers. Uh, bells had their Oberon and their two hearted. Um, it was a great event. Like it's, it's one of those things where like, if you're in the craft beer, even in the, in the even the slightest, like go there, try all the different beers. A lot of these breweries are bringing new beers and it's just a great experience to explore and, and to broaden your horizons in terms mm-hmm. of, you know, what's around you and, and styles and flavoring and, and, and whatnot. So it was, it was, it was a fucking kick ass time. Abita had the best swag. I thought of the whole place. Oh yeah. Like if their koozies were any thicker, they'd be like an old school boat koozie. Yep. It's this yeah. I'm showing them. You got the black threading on the side and then I got a, a key cheek keychain opener and it, yeah. Cool. Yeah, it was, that was probably that was a thick one too. You could do some damage to somebody with that thing. Someone yeah. comes at you in a bar, you're ready to go. Yeah, RJ, <laughs> RJ what do you think of of Deland? Uh, my first time to Deland. Uh, I've never been out there before, and uh, I thought the best way to get to know the city was to get completely wasted and hang out with random people I don't know. Why not? So uh, yeah, overall I thought the beer fest was awesome. I was I was really impressed with just how many breweries were there. I mean, you had to, it made a whole T, like they had a T shape. So because there were so many in that area, you still had. Uh, did they still do the warehouse next to? Um, no, no, the warehouse is done. Uh-huh. No, they moved it. To they did the courtyard, the, right? The courthouse. There's a T intersection right in front of the courthouse, and they did it right there. Oh, okay. So they're not right next to uh, what's the brewery out there? Persimmon. They're not right no, next Persimmon. to Persimmon anymore. It was like across. It was like there a block away from them. 
Yeah. Okay. Well, that's cool. So they got big enough that they needed to expand. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. Come, you, you were there last year, dude. We had to. They had to do it. Yeah, come 3 o'clock, you were like elbow to elbow with people, man. You were like having to sideways around people. It was crowded. It was pretty impressive. Well, last year they had all the homebrewers like tucked in some reject section and like the end of the thing. Like, so I'm glad. I mean, hopefully they did. They still have the homebrew section this this time around. They did. They had four tables of homebrewer. And so what you did. So the entrance is in the bottom of this this capital T. So you walk in and all the Florida breweries on on each side of this this vertical T part were all Florida breweries. So you had homebrewers, you had locals, you had people from. Down south, Miami Beer Company, you had people from Tampa. At the horizontal portion, the top part of the T, you had all the national brands. So you had Abita, Dogfish Head, uh, Bells. Uh, dude, I can't, there were so many, I can't even name them all. Oscar Blues was there. Uh, Progressive was pouring different beers. Um, pretty much any kind of big national brand was right in front of the courthouse in that horizontal T, horizontal part of the T. But you had to walk through all the Florida breweries to get to those. So I, I thought the layout was fucking awesome. That's it smart. Right. It was I like right. it. I liked it. And there's definitely, they could have put maybe another five or 10 more little spots. So they had more room still to grow. So if they get a little yeah. bit, they're even more next year. They've, they've got enough space where they're set up. If they do it again there, they're, they're good to go. Yeah, it was, it was great. I mean, leaps and bounds compared to last year. And I know Jeff, you went last year. So you saw what the fucking, the debacle yeah the crowd that was there so um it do it was great i mean three like rj said the three o'clock it was it was you know shoulder shoulder but you know if you were like us we would we would walk behind the tents (laughs) right (laughs) or walk through the tents because we knew everybody yeah like a good cluster of like 10 tents all right next to each other and we knew everybody so you know we could go from red cyphers through red cyphers through Eight other tents and end up at Mosquito County and not have to deal with a crowd. You know, they pour us, you know, some of their special stuff that they brought in. So it was, it was great. So what, what beer is awesome. uh, yesterday that you that you had? What's up? Uh, you cut out. Oh, what beers that stuck out? What <laughs> Things what I liked. Yeah, things you liked. So uh, that George I talked about from uh, Deviant Wolf, that was that was one that really stood out to me. Um, Orlando Home Brewing, they did, uh, they've got like this rock pit brewing they're calling themselves, and they made a jalapeno wheat ale that I thought was really good. But they had uh, they had put roasted peppers instead, so it wasn't like seeded. So you know, so you have seeded peppers, so you're not getting that burn your throat after I drink two sips of it. You know, drink. You know what I mean? Kind of like how you get with fire in the hole from uh, Funky Buddha or other ones that are like that. Yep. Uh, so I like that one as well. But um, I also enjoyed that By Your Powers Combined, which is over at uh, – wasn't that Ellipsis? Was that one that they did that one at? Was that Ellipsis Brewing? That was uh, the one that had all the – that was the New England Pale Ale? It, I, yeah, it might have been them. Them or Bombardment or something Yeah, around that area. But, yeah, there, there was a lot of definitely good ones, but uh, those are probably the three that stick out immediately to me. Nice. So for me – uh, I really liked the uh, Ellipsis Porter a lot. Uh, just great flavor. I'm big on walnuts and almonds in beer right now. That's what I'm really craving. Um, Never Nude was good. Was definitely a, a highlight. But um, that Ellipsis Porter, the Bowiegans uh, Berliner with Kiwi was was just amazing. And then, I mean, those were 
those really stuck out to me in terms of, you know, talking about it now. Um, but everything I had was, I, 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 I hate, I hate to say this, Jeff. And I told you before, before we started recording, there's a brewery that did a white chocolate amaretto that I, <laughs> that I really liked. And you know exactly the people I'm talking about. And we won't mm-hmm. mention them. But that We're allowed to mention them. Why wouldn't okay. you mention them? Give them. You can toot them if they did something good. We've knocked them if they've done something bad. So Wobs Hops had a white chocolate amaretto. And I was thoroughly, thoroughly impressed. It was really good. I didn't know we were allowed to talk about it. That's why I scratched it out of my paper. So I'm not going to talk about that. I don't want to get yelled at. What are they? So they're they're one year into distribution at least, right? Maybe two. They're probably two years. Two, at least two years, yeah. So they're two years into distribution, and they've got a good beer at a beer festival. Like, okay, uh, you know, like I, I'm glad, <laughs> I'm glad for them. But like, they're they're an older brewery at this point, so um, I'm not offended by the fact that they had a good beer. You know, like they should they should have a good beer. Um, you know, they're not brand new anymore, so. So that's, that's, you know, those are the beers that really kind of stuck out, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'm just excited for next year, man. You know, next year and I'll tell you what, man, next year, if they make those PB and J's two fifty each. I might throw, throw five on it. I don't know. <laughs> that's a smart two fifty would have been smart. Cause then it's a fiver for two, you know, dude, yeah. there, there had to be 150 sandwiches sitting on that table at like four forty five. They did not sell a damn PB and J. I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. There's a lot of drunk looked, people. They looked pretty angry when they were packing up. Remember when I was chit-chatting with them? They didn't think of me too kindly. Again, I was I was being aggressive, but it's still. <laughs> That's that nice. was like your least presentable that you were that evening. Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. I, it was. It was. It would have been later. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it got a no. But the best part was we were hanging out with uh, what was the guy who looked like Jim the Anvil Nyhart? What brewery was that? Uh, Bayboro, Will, with the big red beard and the long red hair. Yeah, but not him. The guy that looks like Jim the Anvil Nightheart, you know what I'm talking about? Oh, the one with the super long. Preston. Preston, yeah. Yeah, him and I were doing flare chops the whole day. It was great. I woke up this morning, and I was like, I felt bruised. I was like, oh, wait, did I did I do flare chops with somebody? Yeah, we were Rick flaring for a little bit there. Yeah, we had a wound. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. But, yeah, the land was awesome, so. Well, that's sick. I wish I could have gone. I did go to a festival myself today. Um, it wasn't a beer festival. It was a uh, art festival with Cassie, but we did have some beer. It was Treasure Coast Brewing. Uh, I have not heard of them yet. I don't believe that they're actually in a brewery yet, but they have a fucking killer milk stout. Like, really? I drank this thing and was like, damn, this is almost as good as Death Roll. Oh! <gasps> So, oh my God, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to Treasure Coast Brewing becoming a a staple down here for us. I dig it. They're gonna be good. I dig it. That's cool. It's, I I can always go for a good beer in an art show. <laughs> yeah. Oh yes, Buffy, Buffy, yes. Let's go grab a pint and check out the newest <laughs> art from the ladies that make it. Yes. <laughs> So, um, there is. I do have news. If you guys want to get the news, or we can go yeah, into news it up. Okay. So there's one article that I have, and it proves that me and Jeff are maybe, possibly, be the smartest craft beer podcasters on the face of Trump's USA. Okay. There's a brewery 
in Fort Myers that is closing its doors permanently due to poor sales. That point is closing. Really? In the Fort Myers area due to lack of sales. That blows the bubble my bubble is bursting. They're not, but they're in Punta Gorda, like legit Punta Gorda area. Right, but they distro. When I went down to my sister's graduation at Fort Myers, they had like four beers at the local ABC. And they were Yeah, they were in I've been there. I actually I did like a weekend trip to Punta Gorda like six months ago. And uh, they're in every restaurant on the main strip in downtown Punta Gorda. They were everything. But, like, their little brewery area is in the middle of nowhere. Like, you got to go, and you're like, oh, did I take the wrong turn where I'm going? Like, it's hard to find. But, yeah, that that surprises me a lot because I thought they were really good, and I enjoyed all the stuff I ate while I drank their stuff. Yeah, so that's that's the big well, question is they're everywhere. Well, you know, like, what, two years ago, Forbes said that, what, craft brewery, opening a craft brewery is a 100% successful venue, venture. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, Forbes, you just fucked everyone, man. That's the dumbest yeah, fucking thing you could possibly post. 100% success. Nobody has 100% success at anything. Yeah, yeah but they say that most rate on returns on, on breweries are, these days are, are widely successful, and banks will back those ideas. I remember reading something on that just recently, too. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I don't disagree, but we were talking about how much uh, how much used brewery equipment is going to be coming on the market as some of these uh, small fish in a big pond start to start to die off because um, – Originally, when the craft beer movement started, we all talked about, man, you know, it's that local vibe. Everybody will drink the bad beer at the local place. But like you guys just said, Sanford is about to get, what, five breweries? Orlando Orlando has Orlando has 15. I've got like six opening up by me down here in my greater, you know, Treasure Coast slash Jupiter area. Uh, not to mention, I already have four or five open down here. So, like, the local thing, all of a sudden, you die out when you hit that bubble. And, like, is there enough? If I'm going out drinking right now, am I going to Twisted Trunk, Sailfish, Treasure Coast, uh, TBC, Civil Civil Society? Uh, Am I going to, you know, every night, you know, every day? Am I going to those in one day? I don't know. All Probably of those not. are awesome punk band names, by the way. So if you ever have a punk <laughs> band, grab one of those names. I wrote those down. Those are awesome punk band names, man. Hey, this is Civil Society, and we're going to give you. <laughs> we all Civil Society. Two, three, four. Well, they could be like a Guns N' Roses cover band. But, but yeah, there's just in, in my day, like in, if I wanted to go to a brewery, I and it, you can I mean driving distance as far it's only forty minutes to go to to do south, and then you've also got Copper Point right there, so like I've got and Saltwater is not even that far. So like I'm literally I'm right by you know fifteen breweries that I could choose to go th- between every day. So yep. all of a sudden, good beer becomes a premium again, and the ones that don't execute are gonna close. Is it execution, or is there also a possibility that you try to expand faster than you can actually ha- handle it? Oh, definitely that. Yeah, that's that's a huge problem with it. Well, that people, with that comes quality too. Yeah, people be opening like, before they know how to even do it. They don't even know their own equipment, but they're opening the doors because they're like, "We'll learn it, and people will come because we're a craft brewery." And I think that's bullshit. And I'm glad that. You know, I'm not glad that a brewery is closing, obviously, but like 
eventually there's going to be a check on this kind of wild west of brewing where people are like, we'll just do what we want and people will come and we'll work out the kinks as we go. Eventually people are not going to come and they're not going to let you work out the kinks. Yeah. First impressions are everything now. Like with breweries opening up, opening up at such a, a such a rate, your that local factor is going to be a dead term. Like if, it, if it's not already, depending on the area that you live in. So Tampa, St. Pete area, like it being brewed local, in my opinion, is a dead term. It's like, all right, well, there's a lot of local breweries, but like, I'm not going to go to the shit breweries. I'm going to go to the fucking good ones because there's so many breweries around me. Like same thing with Jeff. Like he has civil society, TBC, like all these different breweries that all make good beer, but it's really hard to go to all of them at one time. Or if you find one good brewery, the effort it's going to take for you to leave that to go to something else. Right. Like if I, you know, if, to me, if I live in Boynton beach, I'd be at due South every fucking weekend because I love them that much. And they do, they make beers that I like, or if I was in St. Pete, I'd be at rap fucking all the time or cage. Well, yeah. I mean, look at how many times we've gone down to do South and we've never once been to copper point. And yeah. I've even heard that copper point does great beer. Yeah. I've heard that they're really awesome, and everybody keeps telling me you should go there. But the amount of energy and the loyalty of going to do South and the amount of energy it takes to change going to do South, you just don't do it because you love do South, you know? So, like, it's first impressions are everything, and it's unfair in a lot of ways that we don't give people a second chance, but that's the way the industry is, and it's going to continue yeah. being that way. It's not going to change. And it's really hard to break somebody from a habit. So someone's been going to do South loyally or whatever brewery for them to go to another brewery. It is going to take a lot of, of effort for them to, you know, break out of that comfort zone and try something else when, you know, well do South is here right around the corner is Kappa point. You have to validate that reasoning. To right, around the, around, right the around the corner. It's yeah. right around the corner. Right around the corner. Corner. We got Kappa point beer. over here. So in order to, to convince a, a super loyal do South drinker to go to another brewery instead of going to do south is not necessarily an easy task because you have to break right. that habit you have to bring them out of that comfort zone and have them explore so that's what's going to be the biggest problem is the fact that not loyalty is dead or not loyalty local local is dead is a dead term within that within that industry <laughs> you so. know when i think of uh when i think of the phrase drink local like i don't think it means like what a lot of people like if you hear the words drink local, you're like thinking, okay, I need a drink in my community and around where I live, go to those locations. I think now more than ever, it really does symbolize drinking non-major, you know, distributed brands, you know, go get outside your comfort zone. You know, there's nothing wrong with an ice cold Bud Light, but you can go have a really awesome Hefeweizen at a local brewery or one that may be not in your state that's being sold somewhere that you can try. So it's really more like drink locals, more like drink quality from people who really want to make quality beer and do a good job with it because they're everywhere now, or you can see more of them in more places. I, and I a hundred percent agree with you with that, with you on that statement, you know, that the term drink local only stands for, you know, to not drink the big, the big boys. But I think an accurate quote for the industry now in my, the way I see it, is drink quality. Yeah, I want to show this local. I drink quality, bitch. And that's no. I think we're gonna make it. I'm gonna make a shirt that's gonna say drink quality because you know there's so many there's a lot of breweries that don't that don't do things right in terms of quality in terms of their style in terms of a number of things. So I think the drink local is should be drink quality. 
Well, local is a bullshit term anyway. What's local? Now, it used to be like, I remember when I started with WAB, local, we had our 10 local taps. Uh, actually, we only had five at the time, but the five local taps were anything in Florida. Now, it's like somebody says, what do you have local? If I'm down here in Stewart and I'm like, Cigar City, they're like, that's not local. You don't have Sailfish. You don't have you know, Civil Society. You don't have Tequesta. Um, you know, now we're talking local is getting smaller and smaller. The more breweries that pop up, all of a sudden you got to have something from down the fucking road or else you're not even local. Yeah. You that know? sounds like ultimate, that sounds like ultimate, like punk rock mentality. When you, when you say it like that, that's what makes the thing. It was like, you, you don't have to say anything that's across the block. You're not real. <laughs> that's well, just, that's like hipster mentality, but I love oh, it. Yeah. What are you drinking now, Jeff? I am drinking. Oh shit. A little bit of uh, pineapple beach. Pineapple beach. By Funky Buddha. Uh, I I had this beer. I had I bought a six pack. Um, I did untap this beer for the people who do follow me. And if you uh, would like to, you certainly can follow me on Untapped. Um, easy to find. Just search Jeff Schilling. It's pretty simple. But um, uh, I, I I'm not name. crazy oh. about it. I'm not crazy about it. Um, is that is that a what style is that? The uh, the pineapple I believe is a blonde. Oh yeah, it's a blonde. Yeah, it's a pineapple beach is a blonde. blonde ale. Um, I'll be honest with you. Uh, it's non-offensive. It's not a terrible beer. Uh, it's not a blonde ale. It's maybe a, it's a, it's slightly an American blonde. Um, it's definitely not any kind of Belgian blonde, or if you're looking for that kind of uh, full-bodied blonde ale type of beer, you're not going to get that. But the biggest disappointment to me was that there is absolutely no pineapple flavor in this beer at all. I, I heard that from a number of people, that there's no pineapple. There is zero pineapple. Like z- Not not just like, oh, uh, that was a little underwhelming. Like th- It tastes like it tastes like Budweiser. <gasps> and this is a this is a brewery that we know I love and that I put as number one brewery in Florida or no, I didn't actually, I think I put them number two, but I put them as top two brewery in Florida. Who'd you put for number one? I don't, I don't remember. I I think I went with OG cigar city. I'm pretty sure. Really? I think I did. I think I actually, I think you gave it the funky Buddha, dude. Maybe I did. I, I mean, realistically, it was three for you. I think it was three. And then realistically, if I'm going to one or the other, um, I'm, you know, I'm picking Funky Buddha every time over Cigar City, but I think, uh, I think I gave it to Cigar City because of their execution of their of their core brand and the fact that they kind of built the craft beer uh, scene in Florida. Um, like without them, craft beer wouldn't be what it is in Florida. So I think I did give them the edge. I'm not sure. I don't remember. I was drunk when we were doing it, but um, but no, Funky, uh, uh, you know, Love Below is the best beer in Florida. And it's coming out very soon, and I'm very excited about it. But it is the best beer in Florida, in my opinion. Uh, I have no qualms against anything Funky Buddha's ever done. However, I think this particular beer kind of sucks. Like it's not, it's not their best. <laughs> this isn't their best offering that I've had, and I'm a little, uh, I'm not upset that I bought it. Uh, I'm going to try every one of their one-offs, and this isn't going to deter me from trying their one-offs. But, um. You know how I am with if it's on the bottle, it better be in the beer. Yeah, and it, it's not in the beer. Uh, the pineapple is not there at all. So this is their new year round. This is their new year round beer, 
And when I did the craft beer awards categories, somebody asked, why the fuck is there a blonde category and not a pale ale? And I said, because blondes are the new thing. And this is my proof. <laughs> they are. They are. Blondes pale, are a new style. They're and because happening. nobody does a pale ale anymore, they all do a session IPA or a New England IPA or an IPA or a double IPA or a fucking triple IPA or a butt fuck IPA. Everybody does 900 IPAs, but pale ales don't exist anymore. I kind of want to try a butt fuck IPA. A butt fuck IPA. Yeah, I think. Real one's called butt fuck. I want to. I, I was like, what are you drinking? A BF Ippa? A BF Ippa. A BF Ippa. I really think blondes are going to be the style of 2017. 2016 had sours. I think blondes are going to have 2017. 2016 had sodas. <laughs> no, Fucking, was, no, was it? No, I thought it was 2015 had sodas. Nah, man, 15 was all about that session IPA life. But yeah, 2017 or, or the year of the blondes. But um, that sucks, dude. I, I mean, I'm gonna, I'll probably buy a bottle. Do a mix six at ABC or Total Wine and, and try it. But man, I, I fucking like I said, close. it's not a shitty beer. Like I can drink. I have a six pack. I have no problem drinking a six pack. I'm enjoying this one beer that I have here right now. It's just it. There's no fucking pineapple, and like that that drives me nuts because it's called Pineapple Beach. Yeah, that sucks. But I, I hear this a lot of people. Everyone that has that has had it literally said the same thing you did. It's like. No fucking pineapple, <laughs> you know. I mean, it's the first time. I mean, maybe the first batch didn't come out the way they wanted, so the next time they release the next batch, may, maybe more pineapple. You never know. But those guys I have mean, released beer. Always changing the recipes. Yeah, but those guys have released beers before and then did like like personal recalls, not like unlike like a safety recall, but more of a we don't think the quality was up to date, we want to pull it back, and that bothers me because like. If you're going to do a voluntary recall because you don't think it's up to snuff, why did you let it go out in the first place? Then that's a whole that's a whole other issue with with quality control with these breweries is that how many how many breweries in the last year have infection problems like a lot a lot more than in the past? Oh, the biggest one uh, was Bourbon County. Bourbon County. So how's that shit get out without someone? Bourbon County. Bourbon County was the biggest infection problem I've ever seen last year, and how you can have an iconic brand like that. Go out and and not only just one line of the of the six they have batches, but three, yeah. three whole batch of the you know you can you can't you know don't drink the rye, don't drink the this, don't drink the that, and I'm like, are you kidding me? Those bottles, some of them, when you get into into some of the on premise, you know, the bar scene uh, places, these are you're talking bottles that are costing people forty, fifty, sixty bucks, and you're going to tell me I'm spending sixty dollars on one beer and it has an infection in it. Like that's un- that's unbelievable to me. Yeah, I mean, Funky Buddha's changed their recipes, and I mean, I'm not sure if John ever mentioned it, but they they're Moro Moro or more Moro. Oh, yep. They they had the original recipe. They changed it. People shat on it, and then they changed it back to the original recipe, and now everyone loves it. Like, and they and they even went out as far as uh, taking the customer um, opinion into account, and they said, you know, we listened to you guys. We wanted to make it back to what it was. This is it's back to what it is. Like they. They're they're very uh, in touch with their customer base. They're not some abstract place off in the distance. They're very you know in tune to what they're doing and who they're doing it for. But you know, hopefully, 
they hear what we're saying and they say, man, if we're going to do this, if we're going to do this as a year round, we need more pineapple in it because there's not enough. Yeah. I mean, even their maple baking coffee porter this year, a lot of people are saying it's a lot more maple compared to the last year's was a lot more coffee. So it's like these recipes aren't staying the same. They're, they're changing year after year. Even the, the this year's potato, it. Sweet potato yeah, this year's roll. insane. Uh, the, the blueberry cobbler, like they changed slightly to where one year it's like, I get a lot of graham cracker. Then the next year, like I got no graham cracker. I'm just getting a lot of blueberries. So, uh, you know, yeah, this year, maple bacon coffee porter was so much maple. Like I, I loved it. I drank a bomber, uh, two days ago by myself. It's, it's insane. It's so good, but it just, it was so much. It was so much maple. And if you're not a maple person, then you're probably upset about that change. Yep. So, so why? Me, so, I love it. So I, in my mind, if I'm going to tweak a recipe for anything, I'm not going to call it what the original name was. I'm going to change the name of it because I've tweaked the recipe because it's not the same thing. And if I yeah. can't match it identically, then you're going to get this type of, of result, right? Because it's either they're changing it or they're they're not able to get certain ingredients or their ingredients have changed to some point. Yeah, I mean, I think See, so. And I, but here's, here's what I think with it is I don't necessarily think that if you change one or two ingredients, you change the beer. I think a lot of times we're focusing on the negative of, an, of a recipe change, but there's so many other beers where the vintage – you know, people are like, oh, I loved the 14 versus the 13 and I loved the, tw-, you know, so, and then you can do verticals and people want to try the different subtleties in each. So I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing to tweak your beer, especially if you have an iconic brand that's bringing in a lot of money and it's bringing a lot of, rep- you know, good reputation to your brewery. If you want to constantly try to improve that, I don't see any problem with it, but if you're getting to the point where you're cutting costs and you're changing, you're changing the recipe for the worse because it's more cost effective, which I think I can make that argument for uh, 2013 um, Bourbon County, 2014 Bourbon County, and then it started to pick back up. Um, when you cut costs on an iconic brand because you know it's established and people will still buy it, and now you're going to make a worse product and give it to people and call it the same thing, that's fucked up. Right, but I mean, if the if the even if the recipe is identical, year in year out, if I have one from 2013, I have one from 2016, because it's going to change on its own anyway. I'm, that maple bacon coffee porter is going to taste different on 2013, 2014, 2015, just because you didn't drink it in 2013. You're going to let it oh, yeah. in age. Oh, for so sure. So how do you get a real representation of what it actually changes if you keep if you keep tweaking your recipe you know what i mean like i'm just saying that like i would love to see a true change of something if it was consistently the same when you have it fresh because then you really will notice how things evolve and change as they age yeah the best thing i can say for that is like i did a vertical uh i mean mike i don't i don't think mike you did it we did a five-year uh dogfish head 120 vertical at wild baltimore when i was the product manager there and that is a that's a recipe that doesn't change however just the elements of that beer changed from how long it's you know how long it's kept for or whatever the the brewing efficiency um a lot of that stuff all factors in so i maybe it's one of those things where you know maybe the recipe isn't changing but just 
the elements have changed. Uh, they they held it for an extra week or two, or they you know they brewed at a lower efficiency or a higher efficiency. So the ABV has fluctuated a point or two. Um, you know, some when we did that one twenty vertical, and I tried five years back to back. Like you can't, you wouldn't believe how much the same recipe can taste different. Yeah, you know, it's unbelievable. I'm oh, sorry, Mike wasn't paying attention. He was busy on the new app, Blender. Uh, I can see him. I can see him. Uh, blender? Are you blendering right now, Mike? Because yeah, RJ's on that shit too. <laughs> we matched. <laughs> hey, well, yeah, that's that's why we met each other at the land. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. It was I swiped right. Can we? Can we say that maybe Blender? I have a concept for this. Maybe it's only for interracial couples. So you put oh, your wow. what? you put your race in, and it only gives you matches in other races. Because you're so blending. You're saying, are you saying if I'm a white blonde chick, I'm always going to get like really big buff dudes of uh, different colors? Correct. Uh. I would be okay with that if I was a blonde chick. <laughs> I think Blender should. White dude. Nah, they don't do it for me. <laughs> I I like a good I like a good dad bod and my white guy. It's uh it's just my thing. Yeah, yeah, fair I'm enough. Your man. <laughs> oh, you're I'm your Huckleberry. Ooh, and you're my Finn. So um. <laughs> I mean- that, why did we go Tom Sawyer way? Uh, why was that not? You said Huckleberry. So anyway, so yeah. Like with with the Funky Buddha, like they 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 want you to drink their beers fresh. It's it's just drink it fresh. So it. Well, I mean, doesn't every brewer want you to drink their beer fresh? Like, no, no. You know what? Don't drink this. Buy it and just put it in the shelf. Fucking forget about it for like six months, and then A you come back County. and tell us what you think. No, County, they, they they want you to age it. Yeah, there's a lot of beers now that they come out with. They say uh, will be a little better with age. Um, they're not. I mean, it's pretty rare. Most people want you to drink their beer fresh, but stylistically, you want to drink, you know, certain beers fresh. But um, yeah, a lot of beers are are now sold with the intention of aging them at least for a, a, a you know some period of time. Yeah, like Bourbon County asks you for a minimum of a year. They 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 don't want you to drink their beer for a year. So well, shit, don't sell it for a year, right? Then you the free. Yeah, like why make me have to hold the bottle? Just hold it for a year and then sell it at a higher price point. People will go fucking crazy. That's what they do. I mean, it's not, <laughs> that's what yeah. they do. But yeah, with with the recipes changing, I'm like we got one of the episodes we talked about Good Gourd by Cigar City and how so many people don't like that pumpkin beer anymore. So are they going to change the recipe and still call it Good Gourd, or are they going to call it? Another another name, it'd be an entirely different recipe, but still a pumpkin beer. So that's goddamn pumpkin beers. It's not even October yet, and I'm already talking about October pumpkin beers. I want to shoot myself. So I'm glad Jeff brought up his his pineapple beach because somebody in this in this podcast went to Funky Buddha recently and made me super jealous and made mm-hmm. me wish I lived in South Florida. That would be but me. I, I need to hear. I need to hear about your experience because you definitely untapped, checked in, quite quite a handful there. Oh God, I like, did oh, I ever? I'm so jealous, this motherfucker. <laughs> Good God, did I ever? Let me see. How do you? Uh, I want. I wish I could go to like my own check-ins and just look at them. How do I do that? There they are, check-ins. Hey, check-ins. Uh, yeah, you go to your profile and just scroll down. Got it. Um, You're you know, listening went... to Untapped Talk. We're going to teach you how to use every app we own. 
<laughs> I went. Uh, I tried. I, I went back and tried to check in all my wicked weed beards uh, too the other day. So that was that was a, a thing. But um, yeah. So so me and Cassie were doing some uh, some fixing of the house, and we had to go down to uh, about halfway down to Fort Lauderdale to pick up a, a countertop. So we were like halfway there. We're both in the car, and she's like you know, we, uh, we're about halfway to funky Buddha. And I was like, I was literally just thinking the exact same thing. <laughs> like, yeah, secretly in my head, I was like, man, we should just go to funky Buddha. So we you just, you with- just start accelerating. You don't even talk to her. You just go. Yeah. Smash it. Shut up. We're going. We picked, so we picked up the countertop. We got back on the highway. We went down to, uh, we went down to funky Buddha. We ended up just, um, drinking. Uh, it was the day that they released, um, the St. Toddy. Which is their uh, hot toddy beer? Um, they served it both warm and cold. It's recommended to be served warm, but that was the first beer I had. I thought it was a, a fantastic beer. Um, I gave it three point seven five stars, which is uh, pretty good for me. Um, I, I've really cut back on giving more than four stars lately. So if it gets more than four stars, then it's uh, it's pretty stellar. So. Um, but it's a great beer. It's just like a hot toddy, a little bit of cinnamon. They served it with a cinnamon stick. It was warm and it was delicious. And, uh, then we just continued drinking a whole lot of other stuff. So we did, I drank the, I'm so excited. I'm so scared, which got four stars, which is stellar beer again. Um, let's see what else did I have down there? I wish I could go back to like the day that I did it. RJ, have you had the, I'm so excited. I'm so scared. I have not. I've uh, I've been on a on a dry spell when it comes to drinking anything funky Buddha related. Oh, that needs to change. Oh, oh it yeah, will for sure. So the vanilla, this is one of their beers that I just think is uh, is it just a hidden gem and it's a uh, stellar beer that they do that that we Mike you've had it and you loved it as well, but it's always forgotten. Um, it's their Imperial Cream Ale, the Funky Buddha Vanilla and Imperial Cream Ale. Do you yeah, remember having that? It's about nine nine or ten percent alcohol. I had it again, and it's still just – it blows you away. It's a, f- a fantastic beer. Uh, but I had that again. I did have the Neapolitan Porter um, that you love that I particularly do not love. Uh, okay. I gave it a 2.75 stars. It, to me, was not the best beer I've had in a long time, but that's okay. Different. I, I mean, we don't have to agree on everything. I said it had a big punch uh, – or not a big punch of any of the flavors – it was well-rounded and smooth, but lackluster on all flavors that were supposed to be in it. Um, all right. Maple Bacon Coffee Porter got me a four-star review. Um, just It's just awesome stuff. But that same day, so we were down in Funky Buddha. We got a, a couple bombers. They happened to have the Maple Bacon Coffee Porter bombers still in. So we picked up some Maple Bacon. Uh, we picked up a couple St. Toddy bombers as well while we were down there. We were coming back, and we still had some more errands and stuff to do, but our errands took us dangerously close to Tequesta Brewing, so we ended up stopping at TBC as well. Uh, right after getting back, I got back and drove right by my house and went to Tequesta <laughs> Brewing, so, so that was uh, that was where we went next, and they had, Tequesta had some amazing beers. Um, I... T- well, one, I showed you, I, I sent you a picture. It was super weird because somebody was peeing at the urinal and they saw me take a picture in the mirror. What the fuck, at, bro? At, at TBC. And they were probably like, 
this guy's fucking weird. Why is he taking pictures in the Check bathroom? An angel on the rocks, hey, please. Hey, don't you put, don't you post that on Blender, bro? Don't post it on Blender, bro. Yeah, he he definitely asked for an angel on the rocks afterwards. Um, <laughs> but but uh, I sent Mike a picture. Their their sink in the uh, in the bathroom is a nitro tap. Uh, it's a nitrous tap. So like they hooked it up so like it pours like a nitrous tap, but it's just water. It's pretty cool. Um, I thought it looked awesome, and it was just like a cool, catchy way to tie in, uh, uh, you know, the fact that you're in a brewery, which I'm a big stickler. I know it sounds super weird, but as a hospitality person, like, I'm a huge stickler for, like, bathrooms. I think cool bathrooms really stand out, um, and that would – they have a – it's just a cool little thing I thought I'd mention. But they had um, – they had, let's see, an oatmeal stout called One Day of Winter. That got a 3.75 stars for me. It's a 6.8% beer. Uh, really good oatmeal stout. Um, Brave Tart is a, a Berliner Weiss that I did like. It got a 3.75 stars as well. Mm. But their most impressive beer that I had from them that day was the Red Dragon Imperial Red. which Of course. I love my Imperial Reds. We have talked about that so many times, but... It's a. It was a solid four for me. Mike corrected my uh, my post and said more hoops because I <laughs> I posted it and autocorrect made hops hoops. Or you may have just got so drunk you started speaking Scottish. <laughs> I love the hoops. But oh god, it was. Uh, I, I said another great example of how great an imperial red ale can be. Please make more of these incredible balance hops, multi boozeness or multi boozy sweetness too. So it's uh, I mean, this beer was fantastic, um, and they did they just did a killer job with it. So, uh, but yeah, I had a it was a good little weekend, man. Um, down to Funky Buddha, and the thing is, uh, I was kind of uh, you know abstract about the idea of going to Funky Buddha because I figured it was like to me in my head it was like two hours away, and I was like, man, that's far. Like you don't just go there any day that you want to. But like after making that drive that one time, I was like, man, I'm I'm coming down here pretty much anytime I want to. It's only a, a little over an hour for me. Is it? So not a very yeah, it's not very far. It's not a huge drive. So it's about an hour, like 15, hour and ten, hour and fifteen minutes. I really like that place. Well, I like their their setup. It's just you can spend a day there like easily. Oh yeah. Well, the thing with Funky Buddha is that you have to drive through fucking Oakland Park to fucking get there and shit. So it's like that's a pawn that's store, a liquor store, yeah. pawn store, yeah. liquor store, pawn store, liquor really? store, cross the railroad track. Yeah, so Funky Buddha is only like only like forty five minutes of highway driving, really. And yeah, from your house to due south is like a half hour. Literally, yeah, that's literally really- a half hour. God, so fucking jealous. Um, pass due south to get the funky, and then drive past due south again and. To get to go home. By the Crazy. time this episode comes out, I'll probably be uh, at. I'll probably have gone to Funky Buddha again and gotten myself twelve bottles of uh, of Last Snow. So, oh my God. I'll have some for you guys if you want. I'll, I'll, you know, I don't think I need twelve bottles, so I'm gonna get Why? twelve bottles. But I'm gonna. We're, we're gonna get it up here. Yeah, Hopefully. but we just yeah. won't get that love below. You know what I'm saying? Well, I might get you. I might get you a love below too if I can. We'll see. We're going magic. So, uh, did you get any food there at Funky Buddha, Jeff? Or I did, yeah, dude. Oh my god, we got this. We got the meat and cheese board. Thing was fucking gigantic, and it had like pickled, pickled green beans, pickled cauliflower, all these different like 
great vegetables all pickled and stuff. They had really good cheeses and who's got the echo going on here? I do not. Is that me? Yeah, that's you. How's it me? I don't know. I fixed it, I guess. Okay. Um, fuck. <laughs> it's he's completely shut down. It's like I can't. I I I I don't know. I can't. I gotta go. <laughs> Do you guys not hear it? No, I, I heard it. My, I heard echo. I my mic. All right. Um, but yeah, we got the meat and cheese board. We got uh, we got some grilled wings. They're really good. Um, but yeah, the food was great. Good. I, I can't always respect the brewery that does like super artisan food like that. You know, they have yucca fries out here are amazing. You know, whole meat and cheese board is very uncommon in breweries. Normally it's like, here, here's a sandwich and burgers and fries and tater tots and bacon. And yeah, for them to chartreuterie. Yeah, for them to chartreuterie, man. You gotta step it up. Yeah. So I dig that. I love fucking Buddha a lot. So, uh, Jeff is muted. Um, he's done. He's like, I can't. Yeah, he's like, I fucking give up. So, Jeff, you're muted. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's silent film time now. He's uh, he's out of it. Can't hear you, dude. But no, uh, yeah, the those yucca tots at Funky Buddha, though, man, were are one of the best things I've ever had. And uh, I'm gonna be flying back on a vacation soon, so I'm gonna be making my way out to. uh, to Funky Buddha because I'm flying back in from Miami. And I said, hey, how about we take an extra day and we don't have to drive home and I can just hit Funky Buddha and go crazy. Yeah. Make my way downtown, Funky Buddha. <laughs> and I'm <laughs> homebound. <laughs> and I need you. I want to drink you. I'm going to drink you now. <laughs> If we can't go to Funky Buddha, <laughs> I need to learn that song more. Dude, I want to do that song now. I really would. It's 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 a good one there. And I would drink five thousand miles to go back to some Funky Buddha. Jeff, I can't see. We still can't hear you. He's not talking. It's hey, like, Jeff, and now we're gonna talking. go. And now we're gonna go to Jeff with the report. Jeff, let's hear it. And apparently, we're having some technical difficulties with Jeff. We'll be right back to him. Uh, coming up next, cats, what are they doing when you're not home? We'll be back live at 11. How about now? Can you hear me now? Oh, yes, we can hear you. Yay. But I'm still getting the echo. I don't know, man. Is is your uh, – well, well, it's not a big deal. <laughs> Whatever. Um, what, do you like your song rendition? <laughs> This pisses me off. <laughs> so they're off the rails. Yeah, it's off the rails. So I think it's, I think it's a good time to wrap things up. We had a we had quite the last year. We were breaking out in song and we're sober. So uh, speak for yourself. Yeah, that guy. That guy. Yeah. Ooh. So um, RJ, man, tell us what you've been up to. What do you do? How do you know so much about craft beer, man? Oh, well, you know, I go around to breweries all around Central Florida area. I also travel around the world to drink beer because that's what I do. And you can always see all my adventures uh, through my Instagram account at Backpack Social. I'm about to hit Munich and Prague come up in about a week or so. So you'll see me get a lot of liter beer. About to go crazy with it. 
So backpack social on all the accounts. Yeah, I can, I, now I can hear myself. Yeah, now you got an echo. Do I have an echo? Yeah, whatever. RJ, that's awesome. I've been to Munich before, man. That place is uh, unbelievable beer mecca that you like. I'm not even big on German styles, but dude, these people in Munich, they drink like they drink liters. They drink beer steins just full of 14% strong lagers, two or three of them at lunch. Like dude, I, mean, I was, on, I was they, there in the middle of the week. It was insane. Middle of the week, businessman on lunch, like two, three of them walk in, put their laptops down, drink three, four beers, like big 20, you know, 20, 25. And then they just go back to work. Meanwhile, I drink two of these fucking 14 percenters and I'm like, fuck this place. I'm drunk. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, oh my God, I wish, I wish I knew how to get back to my hotel room so I could go to sleep right now. I'm so far we, away. We literally had two beers and one of the guys in our group disappeared. <laughs> like he ran away. He was so drunk. He ran away and we lost him for six hours in Munich. So like they're strong ass beers and like these dudes drink two or three of them at lunch. That's hardcore. Yeah, I'm going there. I'm going to Prague too. And in Prague, they have these new things. They're doing beer spas. So you get into a spa of like items that you would find in beer and you sit in a spa while you drink beer. So I'm going to bathe myself in beer and drink beer at the same time. Just not the one I'm bathing in because I don't know if I want that. No, man. You've never had a beer envy? Beard envy? Beard envy? Yeah, it's made with brewer's beard yeast. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, you should definitely have some beer that you're bathing in. I mean, it's called open fermentation. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to be. I don't want that open fermentation. That is, I'm not. I'm okay. I mean, that's what Red Stripe is. It's just beer that Jamaicans bathed in. <laughs> Get your red. Well, that wouldn't that be called Brown Stripe instead? <laughs> Get your red stripe. <laughs> Get your Brown Stripe. Yeah, Brown Stripe will be my brand. Oh, it'd be bad. <laughs> Jeff, what have you been up to, man? Uh, I've been keeping busy, been keeping busy. It's been uh, nuts at work. Um, it's We're in season, full swing of season. So all the snowbirds are down. Uh, Black Marlin's been packed every night. We're on weights, and it's been good. Um, Black but yeah, Marlin, just check it and see. They got a ton of beers you can drink for free. Not for free. Black Marlin, <laughs> Black Marlin does not endorse any beer to be drank for free. All beers must be paid for. Uh but yes, uh, it's been it's been real good. It's been um, it's been busy, and uh, you know between that and the house and everything, and uh, we're just we're just doing good down here, man. It's been steady. Everything's good, and uh, I'm going back down to Funky Buddha next week, getting some last snow, getting some love below, um, and then I'll be up in Orlando. Actually, uh, I believe in three weeks I'll be up in Orlando for the weekend. Um, but I'll let you know the dates before I get up there. But yeah, we're gonna go up to Orlando. <laughs> Try to do a Sunday Monday trip and and get over to Universal and use our annual passes. So everything's been good for me, man. Good. So on on my end, uh, at the time of this recording, uh, we did the, the land this coming weekend. I'm going to St. Pete to hang out with Preston from the Beer Chasers, who also brews for Bayborough. We're going to Crooked Thumb. I know is one brewery for sure. We're going to, and then we're going to do a three year vertical of Marshall Zukov. And some, awesome. other, some other cool shit that we're gonna we're gonna film for his show and whatnot. So I, this episode should be up by this coming Thursday, which is the sixteenth of February. So this episode should be up by the time, and by the time you guys hear it, I should be in there. 
Uh, I do know for, for a fact, either the last weekend in February or the first weekend in March, I will be heading back down to Jupiter and hang out with Jeff and Cassie and not be a square, but go to square grouper. Uh, yes. Because that's as inside joke is when I was down there for a trench day, Jeff kept talking about square grouper. So just, and then we didn't inside. end up going. Yeah, we ended up going to civil society anyway. But going down there, hanging out for the weekend, um, don't know where I'm going fully, but who the fuck cares? <laughs> I'll figure it out. when Wherever I get you go, it'll probably be good. Yeah, so I'm excited for that. So that's kind of the plans I got in the next couple of weeks. That and work on the show, we have a very big announcement at that time, uh, which I can't talk about now on the show yet, just because things aren't ready on their end. But shows moving forward man it's definitely moving forward I'm, I'm very happy with the way it's going so uh in, in closing i want to give a huge thanks to rj for joining us hey on such short notice and hey, fucking killing hey it. If, you're, if you're listening to this podcast right now please order me an angel on the rocks right now right now yeah he's, he's wonder he wants us to get out of yeah he, he doesn't trust us we're obviously the ones that need to get the cops called please call the five <laughs> And please check out Backpack Social for real. Check out his yeah. blog. And I heard those guys are crazy. They they drink way too much. Bunch of alcoholics. Don't yeah. trust those guys. Yeah, they embarrass you when you go to beer fest too. You embarrass yourself. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks again for listening to another episode of At the Bar Podcast. I believe this is episode thirty-two. Woo. Thirty-two. We're getting old. So, uh, yeah, dude, we're getting old as fuck. So, till next time, we'll see you guys at the bar. <laughs>